Welcome to the Glow Through It podcast season three. By now, I think you know your hosts, me, Adriana, the CEO and founder of Little Words Project, and Mariah, her BFF and sidekick. We created Glow Through It to bring you inspiration from our everyday life experiences that we know you can all relate to. This season will be even more of your favorite content, from business building to advice about friendship, and literally never knowing what we're doing, but making it look like we do. Catch new episodes every Thursday on Spotify and Apple streaming platforms. And make sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Glow Through It Podcast. And while you're at it, follow Little Words Project. Shop the LWP brand and use the code KEEPGLOWING15 to receive 15% off your order. Thanks Thanks for for tuning tuning in. in. Mariah? We always start the episode with our names. Yes, Adriana? (laughs) Well, I thought maybe people had forgotten by now. Nah, they can't forget us. No. We're unforgettable. I don't think that's the song. I think it goes, you're unforgettable. It's the same thing. You know who know that song? Who? Alexa. Bill. Okay. Or that. Alexa, yeah, she would. Brittany, otherwise known as Five Foot One Teacher, is joining us today. And she is incredible. Mm. I think this was like one of our more just emotionally raw interviews we've ever done which was like hard it was a hard one from an interviewer standpoint because it's like you don't know how to move you don't know what you're saying if what you're saying is good or not good and like well there's almost no you don't want to affect her spirit yeah there's no words to explain for her to even explain with no no no. yeah there's there's just none of us want to talk about it it's like the it's like the kind of interview that you just don't want to do but also is important because it just kind of goes to show that, you know, if someone can get through s- such a trauma as this, mm-hmm. then, you know, there's hope for the rest of us, right? Who mm-hmm. are going through difficulty and how to navigate those waters. Yeah. Um, we're being very vague, but essentially, um, Brittany, as I mentioned, better known as Five Foot One Teacher, is um, an incredible resource on Instagram for teachers everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, she has hundreds of thousands of followers and people absolutely love her and beyond that she was also a teacher during the parkland shooting that took place um, in florida a few years back and she was there with her students and and kind of had to navigate those terrifying awful horrific moments um and keep not only herself who was a first year teacher at the time oh my god can you imagine? But also her students oh. calm through that difficulty. So it was, this episode was incredible. Um, it focuses on mental health and how positive mantras have helped her get through the most difficult things she'd ever faced. Um, and, you know, as a teacher, she really, I think, grew as a, well, she grew as a person and we'll, we'll talk about that. And then she also kind of grew as a teacher um, in, in that, she really learned that you have to kind of put your students above all else Mm -hmm. and um, also put your mental health above all else because only then can you really show up as a as a great teacher yeah and help mold the young minds of others yeah Um, it also brought her to start her nonprofit organization uh, called the unbreakable organization which we get into in the episode mm -hmm. and kind of what that's all about Um, she says that essentially that when when recalling the event she says that it you know the the only thing she could remember feeling and I don't want to give up too much but the word unbreakable comes up through that event and through that experience um, and what she wanted to feel and be able to apply that feeling you know 
in everything that she did going forward and wanting to make sure that others could feel unbreakable Mm -hmm. through their moments of of tragedy or difficulty. Um, In February 2020, she also had a TED Talk regarding the tragedy um, that happened at her school just one year prior. And in that um, talk, she she has a quote that says, the aftermath of a school shooting is chaotic, unbearable, and gut-wrenching. And that's kind of how this episode unfolds um, and feels. But we are, we're definitely... um, really we were really excited to talk with her we didn't necessarily know if this whole episode was going to be about that but it kind of unfolded as such and she was really vulnerable and raw and real with us which I appreciate so much especially as someone who's doing an interview you don't want to just get one-worded answers she really gave us Mm -hmm. her her feelings on the matter and it's just a very unique perspective like you never think you're going to have the opportunity to speak with someone a survivor of such a tragedy Mm -hmm. that also you know how it changed their lives so you know we're called glow through it this is obviously much more serious of a topic than we usually cover but it's just the pinnacle example of glowing through something so difficult and taking that negativity, flipping the switch, turning it into something positive through her unbreakable foundation Mm -hmm. and, you know, moving forward, inspiring others to do the same, um, always with a pure heart and pure intention. So we're honored to bring her on. Oh, yes, we are indeed honored. So Kelly, bring her on. guys. I'm looking for but Mariah, do you want to see what I'm wearing? You look so cute. <gasps> the Amazon leggings. Oh, I love them. Are they the best? Wow. That's a real yeah, one. Yeah, they're really wonderful. And they have um, really stuck with me today through a workout, a classroom setup, driving home, a little salad. A little there. salad. Wow. All of it. All I of love items. those freaking leggings my butt in them is correct you know what you should really be getting a commission on those leggings i know uh, no i've gotten because i did the swipe up uh, i did the no um, through amazon oh no yeah no you're right i haven't because no. amazon i can't do the thing see that's that's not right right the walmart the walmart items though right i have gotten paid on those but it came 11 months later i'm like right now i'm getting this random little commission right what's the point that at that two dollars point Anyway, hi, Brittany. Hi. Oh, my gosh. Yay. We're so So excited. excited. How's the baby? I don't know if, like, you want to wait and talk about that on the podcast. Like, this is all on the podcast. We're already already recording. We just start. Oh, oh, perfect. (laughs) Hi, everyone. No no warning. Just we're in, you know? Whatever happens, happens. The baby is so good. You might see a little milk stain on the dress. So we're just living our best lives. (laughs) And he's here. So at some point, I asked Bill. I was like, Bill, um, can you hold him for an hour? I was like, can you hold him he was like yeah of course I was like for an hour he was like mm. well because this baby sleeps on our bodies still we have not mastered the art of putting him down to sleep right, I put him down in that pack and play he was like oh my Girl. gosh he his one eye open like this he's he like who like, do you, you think you are you had the nerve to lay me on this thing right I'm a baby oh on gosh. a body he picked, yeah. he picked him right up but how are you oh, I'm good it's right now is like the craziest time for teachers because we're going back to school mm-hmm. and I'm just feeling all the things every year. I feel something different, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I'm just getting things set up. I just got back literally two minutes ago and I set up a reading corner in my classroom. Aww. So cute. I mean, it's for middle schoolers. Like it's not like kindergartners, but like it's really cute. Like it's um, that's so cute. You're going to show us a picture. Yeah. How cute. I'm going to show you a picture because it's, it's like, you I know, love a reading. I corner. love it. Little fiddle plant, little fuzzy <gasps> rug. 
it's oh really my god, that's cute. actually adorable. Oh, that's very that looks mature. like Mariah's bedroom. That's my bedroom. That's very mature. <gasps> oh my yes. goodness. This what is, is a little artwork, but it'll be it'll, it's getting there. That's like an Instagramable moment, low key, yeah. for the middle schoolers. Do middle schoolers have Instagram? Do they? They have TikTok. They yeah. have Instagram. Everything. They're yeah. really big into the Snap. That's how they communicate. Yep. Yes. So, yep. What's your Snap? Yeah. 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 What's your do snap? you do you Snap with your students? I do not. Yeah, you have to no, draw the I, line somewhere. I do. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> no, it's, I, I would. I I couldn't see myself snapping your your students. Yeah. No, or any anyone. My niece is always like Gianna. She's always like, "You have when are you going to get Snapchat, Aunt Mariah?" I'm like, "Girl, never." I wonder what it is because well, Brittany, how old are you? Twenty six. You're twenty six. My brother's yeah. twenty five. My brother snaps. So maybe you're the gen- does your generation snap? Like, do your friends snap? No, so sometimes like you. You're best like the friends last. will will come together, like you know, send a funny snap here and there. But no, I mean my students. This is like what they do for a living. They mm-hmm. go so fast down that screen. Oh my god! Boom, 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 and they have like all these numbers next to the names and symbols that I don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. You're on a yeah. streak. Yeah, they're on streaks. The streak streaks. element. The streak and you know element. something? When they go away on vacation, they give someone else. Like if they're on a cruise, they give someone else their their snap. So if they're overseas, they don't lose the streak. No. They have someone else do it for them. That is some dedication unlike anything I've ever seen. Well, why don't we launch into that instead of all this mumbo jumbo? What about that? Sure. How, we, how about we get started? Everyone's like, who is Brittany? Right. Just talking who about are you person. talking to? Okay, you guys, we are talking to the famous five foot one teacher. Five foot one Five teacher. foot one teacher. Not to be mistaken with a five foot teacher. There's a five foot teacher? There's not, but she's definitely not. She's five foot one. Right. And okay. don't ever... Get it say twisted. that she's five foot. Right. Okay. Yes. Now, Brittany. What are you? Aren't you five foot one? No, I'm five foot three or four. No. Something along those lines. <laughs> okay, you're a little taller. What are you, five foot ten? No, bitch. I'm <laughs> five seven, five ten. Like, I'm a whole athlete. Honestly, Bill was just measuring my wingspan. Of course he, he was. like, you have really abnormally long arms, Mariah. And he went and got the, the measuring tape. I was like, you know what? What was the measurement? Five seven. Yeah, your wingspan is your exact... Height. Height, which is wild, if you ask wow. me. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. She's an Olympian. She's an Olympian. No, I'm just She's a athletic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Olympian complainer. <laughs> right. Olympian annoyance. Nobody. Anyway, okay. On to Brittany. 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 <laughs> Brittany. Yes. Brittany. Uh, one, we were so excited to have you. We can't believe how full circle our relationship has come because we first started working with you or talking to you back in, I want to say like, 2019 it was yeah I, honestly like was, I just remember we went through yep. the shooting at school and like I found you guys and it became the biggest light in my life like having oh, that reminder and like yeah. from there I was just hooked into everything and anything that you do you've yeah. just always been there for me like every single moment my nonprofit, getting married and asking my bridesmaids to be in my life like every single moment is attached Aww. with little words and Aww. it's been so cool seeing people Thank around you. school wear it now and, oh I love yeah. that That's yes spread that message um yeah. yeah so you reach out to us I believe via Instagram about potentially working together and then I you know we obviously did your unbreakable bracelet and it was probably one of our most successful collabs to date it was like we were blown really away well. we were like oh my god five foot one teacher really really pulls yeah <laughs> she really really got the loyalty she really got that loyalty yeah um, I am. 
But no, we really appreciated that. And then now to just be here with you after you've accomplished so much since then, obviously you started your nonprofit called the Unbreakable Foundation. Um, And then, you know, having a TED Talk, which is so cool. And like, I just have to ask, like, how the hell did you do that? (laughs) How did you manage? Because we, first of all, we watched it and we're like so blown away by how poised you are. It must be your acting background. Yes. Because you really, you, you. She's a theater kid. I can you were tell. A th- you were a performer in that moment. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, this is like beat poetry low key. It was stunning. It was so And well the dress done. was also really cute. You couldn't have been cuter. Oh my gosh, you guys. If you guys You're haven't so listened funny. to this pot, this, this TED Talk, you have to. I mean, we're obviously going to cover some of the topics. Um, and, you know, we want our audience to walk away with a really good understanding of exactly what it is that someone needs to do to get through and overcome tragedy in the way that you have so wonderfully and obviously not without difficulty obviously it's been a very long road for you but we are called glow through it obviously because our whole message is you know take the negative and turn it into something positive you know glow through difficulty how do you come out of you know go into something that might be a little difficult come out on the other side just a little bit better so yeah we want to kind of dig into that with you today um and I guess the best place to start if you're open to it would be you know a brief kind of little description of what went down um back in 2018 at parkland in parkland at the at the shooting the name of the school is marjorie douglas what is it marjorie stoneman douglas marjorie stoneman douglas i just loved that every time she said it i was like oh that's a that's a cool high school name. And what's crazy uh-huh. is that you, that was your high school. Right. Yeah. Like that's where yeah. you went to high school so that's, and then that's, you became a teacher there. That's like doubly beautiful. That's like doubly difficult though. Like doubly traumatic because I would be traumatized if that happened to my high school after I had graduated. Just like knowing mm-hmm. the hallways, knowing yeah. where it happened. It gives me chills right now thinking about it yeah. for it to then happen when you're working there after you went there it's like there's just Mm -hmm. so many layers to how difficult that must have been so if you wouldn't mind giving us a little you know brief description of kind of what that was like as a teacher and it was your first year no less yeah oh my god yeah I am I you know when it comes to like high school right I went to high school I grew up in that area and it was a pretty big school, like three, 3,000 students, which to, to us, it was a lot of people, but you just like grow to love that school and you hit it right on the, what's, what's the, the saying? Money. The nail, the, yeah, nail, the, the money. Nail on the sure. head. Yeah. <laughs> you hit it um, when, when you say that it impacts everyone because you didn't have to be there to feel it. And I mean, it's so sad that school shootings and shootings happen every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and you feel them from all over. I do think Parkland had a really, really big emotional impact on the world and the way it made people feel. Um, yeah. And I think our students are a big part of that and how they use their voice after. But anyways, yeah, I went to high school there and I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. And I think it's like when I was my senior year and I I was with my English teacher. I was like, not only do I want to be a teacher, you know, it's something like you grow up your whole life doing, you're like playing teacher. I want to go back to my, my high school and I want to do exactly what she is doing. And all my friends thought it was crazy. I mean, it's like, once you graduate, you're like, peace out. Like, I don't want to come back. I don't want to go back to high school. I don't want to think about it. But it is all I thought about when I would come home from college, I'd go on runs, I'd run past the school. And I was like, Oh, that's gonna be me one day. Like, I'm such a little freak. But um, the day finally came. And, 
the way the school is structured, it's like an outside inside school. So, you know, you can walk up to different hallways outdoors yep. um, and then get into your classroom. I was in the 1200 building, which is the only standalone building. It was the newest building at the school when I was a freshman there. I think it was like rolling out actually. It was like one of the newer buildings. Um, so I was really excited to get to be in that building because when I was a freshman, I was in there. I walked to those halls as, as a student and then hmm. to be in there as a teacher was so exciting for me. And I actually just got emotional about this the other day. I think it's because I'm pa unpacking up and decorating my classroom now just kind of like looking at bins and stuff reminds me of it was my very first year of teaching when I was 22 setting that room up for the first time and yeah. like really making it a labor of love and like you guys know like how important it is to like love the space that you're in and put things that mean so much to you and if you walked in that room I mean everything like pictures and my graduation cab I just wanted to make it a home away from home type yeah. of situation so I'm trying to like speed it up but no no this is like <laughs> I, I love every detail honestly it like oh. paints a picture it really does yeah so moral of all this is that I just wanted to make it a safe space you know I feel like nowadays the teachers are so trendy they have all these themes like boho rainbow I'm seeing all the things on TikTok mm -hmm. um my my theme was make it a safe space make it a space that made me happy that would make my students happy and I wanted them to see how proud I was to be a graduate of this school honestly um so I got to be in that room and I'm so grateful for my time in there from August until February 14th um, it was the last period of the day, and I always just, like, tell people it's – you hear this noise that completely changes your life, that mm -hmm. rocks your body. I mean, it it felt like a movie, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's only so much you can do in that moment, and I am just so beyond grateful to be here today. And it's still something I struggle with saying and admitting how grateful I am because there's a sense of guilt that comes into that. Like, how could my classroom be okay when the mm -hmm. classroom across from me absolutely wasn't okay or the classroom mm -hmm. a few doors down, you know? And I ask myself why all the time. And I remember a pastor spoke to our school and said, you don't always have to ask yourself why, but you can ask yourself how, like, how will we get through this? How will we keep pushing on instead of asking why? Mm. Um, because sometimes there's just not an answer for these things. So that is what we went through. And, you know, after I really, really tried pushing on, I went to therapy six days after, and that's yeah. where I discovered the word unbreakable. Um, my therapist asked me to tell the story about what happened from the morning I woke up to when I got home and she like honed in on one moment where I spoke about this light touching my back. I spoke about it in my TED talk and um, she asked me how that felt. And the first word that came out of my mouth was unbreakable. And it's like, who says that? Like, I don't even know why I said that. And I, I just think it was like something bigger speaking through me. It's just the most bizarre thing. Um, and that's how the unbreakable organization really started. And where I'm at today, I'm no longer at Douglas. I did try pushing on for one more year after the shooting. Um, a lot of people don't know that I did lose my classroom and all those things that I described to you both, like I don't have those anymore. It's still in there. The trial has not started yet. Um, we're still waiting for the jury to walk through. So wow. until then, that is a crime scene and I don't have anything. And at the end of the day, they truly are just things. Of course, I'm emotional. And sometimes I think about the things that mean the most to me that I can't replace, like notes from my grandma or my high school yearbooks that I like brought to show my students as a joke. But for the wow. most part, they are just things. Um, I did try pushing on. I, I stayed there for two years and then I took some time off to work on the nonprofit and try to heal because I was not doing okay. Yeah. Um, I think when you like want to be so strong for so long, it 
it really catches up to you and your mental health. Um, but then I finally felt strong enough to go back into a classroom and this will be my second year in a middle school. Uh, yeah, I was so going to ask, <laughs> yeah, ask how you made that transition from high school to middle school. Um, so yeah, so you lost your classroom because you were in the building where it happened and the whole building was shut off essentially yeah. or closed off to, to the school. So you had to and to kind of paraphrase what, hap- what you talked about on your TED Talk is you ended up being moved to a moving classroom, right? So you were a teacher with a cart, right? And yeah. you described making that cart so beautiful and just like another light for your um, oh my God, I'm about to say customers. I'm so in the brain of customers. But for your students um, yeah. to kind of help get them through, what, I mean, do any, were there any moments that you can think back on with your students after it all took place where you felt this is like particularly difficult? Like they're leading on me for support, but I mm-hmm. am still very much so recovering from this. And how did you get through that? How did you, how did you guide them through those moments? Yeah, you know, going back was just so unimaginable it was like what do you even say to these kids yeah, and honestly yeah. they were not much younger than me at the time and it wasn't so much of like what i could say to them as much as like what i could do for them i brought in like kinetic sand and beads and friendship bracelets like curriculum was out the door no more romeo and juliet you know eventually we got to like reading books that they enjoyed at the end of the year so they could feel some normalcy but it was more about human connection and healing together again mm-hmm. um so it kind of just felt like we were going through the motions, honestly, every single day, because after any crime scene, anyone can probably relate if they've ever gone through anything traumatic, you know, you're constantly finding out things and answers and people are being removed from the school and changes are happening. I remember one day um, I found out that crime scene was able to go back into my classroom and get any personal belongings. Some people literally left their wallets, you know, on their their desk. The only thing that I wanted that I didn't have was one of my students passed away. She was on the third floor that day. I had her first period that morning and I had my students write in composition notebooks, just journal thoughts. And I really wanted to give that to her parents. So I asked them to, to please get it. It was hidden. It wouldn't look like it was, you know, touched or anything. Um, so they did get that. And I remember it was given to me in the middle of the day and I just like broke down. And one of my students was like, why is Mrs. Sinich crying? And I just lost it. Like Mm -hmm. I like went into the closet and just like cried. I fell to my knees. Like I'll never forget this. And I got myself together and I I went back out there and I I played Uno with them. (laughs) We were in study hall and it's just like one of those things where it's like, I'm trying to be so strong for them. So when they do see me cry, they were like, what's going on? Like, is she all right? And I almost like felt like a failure in that moment, but yeah, nothing can prepare you for any of these things and these emotions, but yeah, I'll never forget that one. It was cause yeah, of course your students are moving classroom to classroom. Mm -hmm. So you did have other students that weren't necessarily just in your room the whole like right. so it wasn't like your all your students were you know safe with you in your cocoon you had you had students that you lost I didn't even realize that oh my gosh I yeah, have full well, body you, chills I know when you think about high school and how like think about how many teachers you had yeah. in mm-hmm. high school and you had like your favorite English teacher you had your theater teacher your choir te- whatever me talking about only theater and choir but like and <laughs> English I didn't like anything no and like math which I failed four times but like <laughs> literally those you think of those different rooms that you would have walked in I had a really big yeah. high school too and like our school was yeah. also two floors and it wasn't indoor outdoor but it was it was big and I 
always I mean I was up down up down up down constantly moving and it makes you feel like just crazy that like you said I mean there's of course there's a layer of guilt just because that's a natural human emotion especially to be one of the survivors they call it survivor's guilt right to be one of the survivors Mm -hmm. of a tragedy is like you know what what um like butterfly it's like the butterfly effect right like one one yeah. action results in xyz like what mm-hmm. decision did you make that day i know that you were saying on the ted talk that like you were there you know your, your alarm didn't go off and you know you you rushed mm-hmm. to get to school and like not to say that that had any impact on like where you were during the time of the shooting but mm-hmm. you just never know what chain of decisions or thought processes or you could have gone to the bathroom or one of your students could have gone sure. to the bathroom or whatever that right. would have led to a different outcome so I mean, I guess I'm just saying that because it just feels crazy when you think about it. But, you know, mm-hmm. that's – I don't know. I'm just I'm just blown away by how you went through that and then were resilient enough from that point forward besi- despite all the, you know – it's like a roller coaster, right, of, of, of um, recovery, mm-hmm. really, you know, yeah. from a moment like this. So despite all those ups and downs, you still came out on the other end thinking, how can I – turn this negative experience into something positive and we talk about this we say this all the time how do you turn your mess into your message right or pain into passion pain into passion or put your positive purpose behind negative experience so what was that process like for you when you finally were like was it a part of your healing in a way like you needed to do this to heal further yeah I at the beginning, like it truly just felt so numb, like going through the motions, waking up, going to school. And I mean, the days after, yeah. I just felt like I was frozen. Like I, I really like relied on my family. They got me out of bed and I didn't want to move. I felt so afraid and so scared and I kept replaying things. And I, I truly believe like you have to, like what you were saying, like you have to go through something to grow, to get through it. I yeah. think about Frozen 2, that song with Anna, <laughs> and she says, you just take one step. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what it is. Like it's truly just one step. Mm-hmm. And if, if it's one step, like that's enough for one day and then you'll take yeah, another yeah. one, but you do have to get up. Um, you do have to keep going. I It was like kind of the first time in, in my life where I think I realized that like, I'm going through something in my world stops, but like it is still moving for everyone else. And it's like a really weird foreign mm. concept. Like even right here in Miami, did you hear about Surfside where yeah. the building collapsed? Yeah. I mean, you hear everyone that day has a different story and mm. some people like felt it and they walked out right out. I mean, right before it happened. And it's like we were saying, it's all depends on where you were and everyone has a different story. And that's why I, even though I, it is hard for me to talk about, I feel so empowered to talk about it because some people can't tell their stories anymore, you know, mm. and I, I want to keep their memory alive. We just had Joaquin is one of the students who passed away and his birthday was this week and his parents through this huge online bash, they had celebrities speak out wow. protesting anti-gun violence and they just want to keep his memory alive. I think that's all we want to do. We don't want people to forget what happened. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you talk about when in the moment of the um, attack, really, you were sitting with the, so all the kids were around you. How many kids do you have in, did you have in your class at the time? They were like a mix. Like I'd probably say under, like right under 25. Right under 25. Okay. So you're all sitting behind your desk and then I assume you couldn't see like the door or what have you, but your back was against the, the window. 
And that's mm-hmm. when you said you felt this like warm sensation beam of light on your back. And mm-hmm. I, even speaking through this whole thing, I'm having endless chills. It's I, like I, endless I already knew that this was going to be a very hard episode for me. Like just yeah. talking through it, there's She's the watery eye. She is, isn't speaking. And <sighs> then I'll just cry. And then once the one first cry is out, It'll then it gets stop. better. Yeah. No, it won't stop. But like it gets a little better. I just might have to like get it out at some point. Yeah. I'm being very do, quiet and dramatic. Yeah, just do that. No, it's not dramatic. Okay. This is... I mean, but I'm just like... No. Well, it's because it's hard. She was having like a moment earlier before I walked in too where she was had just watched your TED Talk. And it's just like, it's incredible. It, we want to give enough, you know, space for the reality that this is a life. This is something you went mm-hmm. through. This and is her life. You dealt with mm-hmm. as a human being. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to think about that because it's like, it, it, it you do. You feel like this is never, this would never happen to you. Like growing oh, up, never, I mean, yeah. I'm 31 years old and growing up, I, I mean, the thing that I remember the most, like I always think, when I think school shooting, I think Columbine. Yeah. And what happened at your school is actually surpassed Columbine, which is fucking insane that yeah. that's something that you a teacher <laughs> lived through and you have yeah. never been and you're a light you're a light in the world mm-hmm. on instagram you're the sweetest cutest thing every teacher that i know loves you and yeah. follows you yeah it's all like oh my god 501 teacher i love her i can't believe you guys work with her yeah i'm telling you like the people uh-huh. who have you it's almost like i quote this every fucking episode and i'm sorry but as steve jobs once said no listen it's not Okay, so I'll, let me say the quote. Oh, and she go. always messes it up. No, no, no. Too. Let me preface it with this: I, I don't like the t- the concept of everything happens for a reason, right? Because I don't think that that's, I, I, especially when you're talking about something that's this tragic. It's oh, like, God. no, this ain't no reason. Okay, <laughs> I struggle with that too. Ain't yeah. no reason. However, there's a way, I guess, to look at it where it's you don't know why this happens in the moment. And there's really not an answer for why, but maybe at some point down the road, based on what comes out of it, you can kind of look back mm-hmm. and say, oh, I guess that's why I had to experience this, mm-hmm. right? And right. so that's where the Steve, Job quotes, Steve Jobs quote comes in, where he says, you cannot connect the dots looking forwards. You can mm-hmm. only connect them looking backwards. So you have to keep going and trust that the dots will connect in the future. And that's really what I mean, I, I, we laugh because I say it every single episode because it's always something you can relate to, especially with the concept of glowing through difficulty, right? Yeah. It's, I don't know why I had to be, I had to go through this. I don't know why I had to survive it. I don't know why my classroom was untouched, but the one next to me and the one across from me wasn't. Mm-hmm. It's because, you know, and, and you might still not have the answer to that, but I would argue that the lives that you have touched since with, yeah. unbreakable and your social media that has reached so many people and mm-hmm. you remaining strong and showing your positive outlook on things I think has only shown others well if she can do it then um, I can get through this then I can get through that you know, doctor's appointment that I'm scared about or this horrible moment in my life that I'm going through like or this people, loss yeah. yeah like people look to you as almost like a beacon of light which I can only imagine is a really heavy burden to bear burden and cross without saying burden yeah yeah like not burden but it's a heavy cross to bear and must i was about to get real religious then well i see my original question was about to be religious about but i want to i like where you went with this let's Mm -hmm. we'll circle back to the light question because i I just spoke for a million years i know where you're about to go with the light question i like it i like god yeah yeah that's what i want to know but we'll come back 
we will circle but okay. let's stick with Brittany's like what are these two clowns like no, she's no, like, no. Mm-hmm. okay who doesn't make this a bible study yeah, yeah, yeah right <laughs> but that said what has that done to your mental health like you said it took a lot of time to to heal in the beginning but what has feeling like you have to be strong for everyone in this journey what has that done to your mental health and how have you worked to protect your own safe mental space yeah i am afterwards you know i I started sharing i almost like used it as like an open journal kind of showing people like how strong my students are how strong our community is in the school at the beginning you know i was so innocent online like i really had had just started that school year and i didn't realize how mean people could be and Mm. you know with a lot of like you're so strong also comes like like you're only sharing this because you probably like want something out of it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And no, like, you know, I didn't do one news interview. I didn't entertain any press after that emailed. You could would imagine they emailed my entire staff, like the, our email addresses at school, like just trying to talk to us. And I didn't entertain anything. And I'm not saying people who did it's bad. I think at the time, like people just have to do what's best for them. And if it's speaking to press or news outlets, you know, whatever, that's fine. But I wanted to speak on my own terms to my audience that felt safe for me. But I learned very quickly that people can be very judgmental online, Mm -hmm. like anything that you do. And it's like the weirdest thing, because I would get messages from people who would like open up to me about like, a shooting that happened like in their home and I I wasn't ready to handle all of that but they come to me because it feels like a safe space but there's no warning and then there's people that are just so kind and uplifting but then there's people that are literally like you're the worst stop talking about this (laughs) so it, it, it is really tough and I feel like now um there's a good balance where I'm just like this is who I am and like this is what I went through and it's my truth and like we should all be able to talk about our truth and it's part of my story and what makes me unbreakable and what I want from everyone else. So I think boundaries is really important too. You know, like I can pick and choose what I want to share when I want to share. Mm -hmm. I told you guys I had a breakdown earlier this week. I did not talk about it online, but it's Mm -hmm. like, it happens, you know? And I think picking and choosing and also knowing that whatever you post, you just have to protect yourself. And I wanted that for my students too, because at the time, so many of them were very open and they were publicly speaking and I just wanted to protect them. And the world was not very nice to many of them and they still aren't. And they deal with so much harassment over, you know, all the amazing things and protests and March for our lives and the things that they've done. but that honestly inspired me to keep going any backlash that I got because it just showed me how brave that, you know, they are, if they, they are, could do yeah. this, if they can be so brave and, and speak on this for bigger purposes than I can too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a shame that things, especially things like this, have to have to skew political, which is really where the negativity comes from, right? It's like mm-hmm. people don't just like cut to the meat and potatoes of it, which is like, this happened and it should not have. Mm-hmm. What can we do to prevent it from ever happening again? And there just should be, that should be it. That should be the long and short of the whole story. There should be no other element to it. But unfortunately, and especially in the internet world that we live in, you speak about anything and you better come with like your receipts because you are going to be dragged, questioned, called out, mm-hmm. called in, whatever you want to call it. And it's just, it's very, very hard, unfortunately, to speak your truth. And that's why mm-hmm. these kids need to be out here, you know, doing whatever it takes to put themselves out there. And it's why it's so impressive that, you know, you are someone that will 
absolutely you know say what you believe believe what you say speak your truth and not back down because ultimately it's very very hard in this day and age to do that and Mm -hmm. to not let others judgment prevent you from speaking your truth and in doing that you're you're leading by example and you're making so much more of a difference than you could ever imagine Mm -hmm. um and i just think that's so commendable and really 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 impressive and then to like step back into your talent too and like come back into being a teacher and like sharing your light and your goodness with kids again yeah you know and not letting this ruin you um what would you say was the one what would you say was the one thing that enabled you to be able to do that like let's say there's someone out here listening and and feeling like they can never come back from whatever it is they're going through what did you what action items did you do or action steps did you take to get yourself through that difficulty and be able to go back to essentially the scene of the crime yeah honestly it was like I said I keep repeating myself like unimaginable after like felt like a movie after the the beginning of the following year actually was not terrible because I really felt like we were such a strong unit Mm. like I felt like we were a family we had the community behind us I remember on the first day we had like police officers and like the community cheering us on and I'm like I can do this. I can get through this. I also just got like a stunning, beautiful classroom makeover that my friend Brittany came out and gave to us, like Mm. the most iconic little space ever. Um, So I just felt really comfortable going into the school year. Then things took a toll for the worst. It was the worst, hardest year of my life. Went to the hospital many times. I mean, just Mm. speaking about like mental health and anxiety. This is the first time I started feeling like physical pain in my chest, not understanding things. You were having like panic attacks. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I developed an autoimmune disease from all of this. It's I read a book recently called The Body Keeps the Score. And like anyone who goes through trauma can relate to this. And it can be anything as small as like a breakup to something like this. Um, Your body does keep the score Mm -hmm. and it remembers things and it holds on to it. And I think mine certainly did. And for so long, I was trying to be strong Mm -hmm. and my body just couldn't do it anymore. and it, it shut down on me. Yeah. And that's when I realized that like waking up in the morning was probably like the hardest thing for me. Mm. And like, I really felt like the weight of the world was just like on my shoulders. I didn't know if I could do it anymore. So many changes were happening. We lost our administration. They were trying to place blame on different things. At the time, there's so many different emotions at school because not everyone's going to therapy. People need to do what's best for them. But that means you're going to deal with a lot of different emotions. People who are upset, people who are angry. And I'm just like trying to get through the day. And I'm also experiencing all these things. Like I'm not perfect Mm. at all. Um, But it was just way too much for me. And I could not imagine another day passing my building without having peace, you know, and this is still something that's ongoing. So I did make the decision that I was not going to be going back anymore. I finished the year. Um, So now I have like this open year, right? And during that time, I wasn't ready to say goodbye to my students. I still went in part-time to advise a club. It was still tough. I would take those like deep breaths in the parking lot. And that whole year was the year of therapy, doctor's appointments, figuring out like what was going on. And then I did that TED talk. And through that, I was able to connect with a few different educators who had connections. And then I was able to get an interview. At the time, I wasn't even looking. And I think this goes back to like anyone who took a leave from the classroom. And there's so many teachers that have done that through COVID. And 
now you're seeing, you know, all these back to school pictures and you might be like, oh, I miss it. I want to go back, but I don't know if I'm ready. I really don't know if I was ready. I don't even know if I was ready when I started, but it just felt so right. Like, have you ever had, I'm watching mm-hmm. Manifest, you know how they have these like callings? Yeah. Like it's yeah. almost like, I was like, I have to go. I have to be in the classroom. And I, I do not regret it at all. I just said that's so weird. Do not I don't regret it at all. I don't I regret, do not it. <laughs> regret it at all. Like I do think like this is what I'm meant to be doing. And there are hard days and yeah. going back during COVID is like the craziest thing ever. Like my teaching journey has not been Girl. Normal whatsoever, no. but you know what? I do think like I'm living my purpose, what I'm supposed to be doing. And mm. you just have to take that time to pour into yourself. I know it can be hard and not everyone like has the time or the privilege to take some time off work. I mean, if you can get like a part-time thing to supplement, you know, I just think it's so important to say no sometimes and to walk away if it's going to help you in your mental health in the long run. Yeah. I mean, speaking of, that's everything that just went on with Simone Biles, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. been getting, she's been getting a ton of flack from every different direction. And, you know, it was actually a conversation in my own household where Bill at first was like, you know, I get it, but like you're an Olympian, you know what I mean? Like you're an Olympian. And I was like, nah, I think you're wrong on this one. I don't think I agree. And then just yesterday, he's like, okay, I've come full circle on the Simone Biles thing. I've done a complete 180 absolutely right if this girl needs time like so he really like took the time to kind of ingest that and think about it because you know you fall on both any side of the spectrum but at the end of the day if you as a as a human being are able to make a decision that is going to better your yourself your mental health then you should make that decision not only for yourself but for the millions of people who cannot make a decision like that, who cannot get out of their circumstance, who cannot walk away from a situation that they're in because they are physically being forced to not. You know, I'm thinking of people in third world countries, people in, you know, Mm -hmm. abusive relationships, situations where they cannot get out of them. If you're able to walk away from something or Mm -hmm. to say, hey, this isn't right, or to stand up for what you believe in or what you feel is good for you as Mm -hmm. a human, you got to do it for you, but you also got to do it for, for them at the same time. And like, we always use the word grace Mm-hmm. which is like I don't know like give yourself grace or give whatever it's a, it's a very it, it's a really I like the term actually when it comes to mental health though you have yeah. to do that well I mean, also giving yourself the grace to you know not be upset that you need this time mm. and not think that this is the end you know you love teaching it's not that you started hating teaching you didn't start hating having students you didn't hate reading you know Romeo and Juliet you still loved all those things and you can love it again but you have to almost like recalibrate and like find that love again in a different way at a different time and like that's okay yeah you know Absolutely. you don't have to like throw the whole thing out all right well I went through a tragedy and now I gotta do the I gotta start my whole you know it's like you can come back if yeah. you just give yourself some grace and take your time you had said something about this too Brittany in your TED talk where it's you cannot control what happens to you but you can control how you react to it which yeah, is I love a principle of stoicism that you know Bill's also been on the stoicism train for a while and, and it, I really <laughs> believe in that too though like yeah the only thing you can control is how you respond to a situation Mm -hmm. and if we kind of all go through life where it's like things just things are going to happen as they're going to happen right things are going to happen as they're going to happen and all the only thing the only element that we can control is how we move as those Mm -hmm. things happen Mm -hmm. and I think what I'm hearing from you today Brittany is that the number one thing you can do is prioritize your mental 
health and your your personal space and your boundaries and whatever it is that you can control that that will make the situation even just a little bit better I think ultimately can get you through whether it's you know making sure that every day if something lights you up you do that thing yeah whether it's a coffee yeah. at Starbucks or I was gonna it's say walking, stopping at Starbucks whatever mm-hmm. lights you up do that one little thing and it's one tweak in the right direction and there will be obviously setbacks but mm-hmm. as long as you keep tweaking in the right direction or in the direction that lights you up mm-hmm. really you should say um I think you know we're all in a safer happier potentially happier place (laughs) Brittany I kind of want to revisit the faith thing a little bit because Adriana was mentioning something before um and I was I was on that same like track when you were saying it I was feeling it was that say what you were gonna say just was that in your in your belief right was that God for you you know did 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 God's finger come in and and tap you on the shoulder and say you've got this you know and if so what has that what has your journey of faith been since this experience yeah, you know, it, when when I was in that moment, like, you know, my classroom's dark. I have half of my students with me on, on my side. The other half's in, you're supposed to be in, like, a blind spot. This is great for anyone if you're ever in a situation, which I, like, pray no one ever is, but you should always be in a blind spot. Um, but, yeah, I was against this window, and I just, like, felt this warm light. And it was just the strangest thing. And when I told my therapist about this, I'm talking from like the morning I woke up to when I got home. So this moment I'm talking about right now, I brushed through this, but she heard that. And the first thing she asked me was, can you go back to that for a second? Like, Mm -hmm. what was that? And I told her, I don't know. I just like felt like we were unbreakable and like, I don't even know why I love it, but, um, I did. And I don't know to this day what it was. I, I don't know if it was God saying like, I've got you, like, you know, here's your light. I, after I went and spoke with so many people from temples, from churches to, to try and make sense of something. And, and then I finally realized like, you know, you can't ask yourself why you got to ask yourself how, um, but someone gave me a really small verse and it, I'm not going to say it correctly, but it's like in the day of trouble, he will lift you or like keep you safe and then lift you high upon a rock. Um, They explained like, this is what they think happened. Um, Mm. And honestly, like to the say, like I still like I'm cringing right now talking about it because like I feel so unbelievably guilty saying it. And it's something like I still go to therapy for all the time because like I don't understand like how I can say this and talk about this like safe feeling I was given for Honestly, it was only for one second. I was petrified like the entire time. And when that second was over, I was still wondering like, are we gonna get out of here? Um, I had no service, could barely speak to my mom, you know, it could go on and on. But for that one second of time, it was like that reassurance, like I'm going to be okay. Like we have to be okay. Maybe it's like what I believed. Um, but when I, it, it connected me to my therapist, right? And then I, I, I talk about this and she asked me how I felt. I said, I'm breakable. I don't know where that came from either. Just like this light and unbreakable became a mantra in my life. As you guys know, like on my arm and I, we did bracelets for people who, you know, can't just go get a tattoo of it. And, <laughs> um, it is the word that really pushed me. And like our whole thing with unbreakable is like, by definition, it's like, you can't break. You always, you know, you're always strong, but our organization is the complete opposite where we break all the time. I was crying the other day, but you can always put your pieces back together again Mm -hmm. and find what makes you unbreakable. So whatever that light was, it led me to therapy. It led me to say the word unbreakable and it, it, I'm I'm here and I'm just so unbelievably grateful. And there are days where I'm always like, 
You feel guilty. I I mean, you have us both sitting here like choking back tears because it's, I can't imagine, you know, even just you saying you couldn't text you, you couldn't get in touch with your mom. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a, what a moment to be in and uh, we have no words, but I will say that it sounds like we don't have the exact reason why, you know, but it sounds like you are starting to connect the dots as to why and knowing how many people you're impacting with Unbreakable, knowing how many people you're impact, uh, impacting. I know we said this already, but to me, you know, you having that moment and you being able to share your story and continue to share the stories of those who can no longer share for themselves, you know, that's that's your why, right? That's That's at least a part of it. You know, it's definitely not the full story, of course, and you might never, ever have the answer. Um, but I think what I'm hearing from you is that it's, you, you know, it's it's the journey isn't about finding out the why, but it's about being OK with mm-hmm. maybe never not me, never knowing. Right. Being OK right. with never knowing. Right. Um, but oh, my gosh, it's that I, I honestly I want to just keep asking about all the the details because it's just like I I almost just feel like I'm not doing you or those who are part of its service by like not sitting in the muck of this you know and just Mm -hmm. brushing to another question but at the same time I don't want to bring you down (laughs) after you know a a difficult week and you're heading back to school and it's an exciting time and you know you're this will always be a part of your story and I'm no therapist but you know you know I like to pretend I am on 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 a podcast right um but I'm just so impressed with you and you know again we are so grateful to you for being on this on this episode with us and how would you suggest that we 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 put a bow on on this this um, conversation put a bow you know what on I think it you can do I think this is just an idea this is just teacher. an idea yeah tell us, tell us um because it was heavy you know I don't know what we were going to talk about but like I'm always open but it was heavy so maybe we can end it with you know because I think you were just saying something that was really good about how like we don't, because what I wanted to tell you is, in a way, you don't have to always go back, right? So, like, February 14, 2018, in a way, sometimes, like, celebrating everyone who is still here and, like, championing them and mm-hmm. whatever is just, like, we move forward and, like, what that looks like. So, now, like, teachers are all going into the classroom and we can end with that and thoughts on the year. Yeah. That, good luck. Wait, that's smart. Okay, that's really good. Um, I, I love that. I like what you just said, though. This is it's basically a back to school episode. Back to school episode. <laughs> well, oh gosh, that was what. Well, that was well. What it, well I don't know. You're like our teacher. No, hero. I think this was important because it's about mental health. And at the end of the day, that's really what I wanted to focus on. And so I'm sorry if we just I jumped in at the eleventh hour, being making it all about this experience. But I do think. But this is another. This is it. You know, like this is mm-hmm. part of the why, right? This is another audience that can hear from you what this was like. Who can be, who is going through whatever they're going through and now maybe has a little tool in their toolbox as yeah. to how to move forward in life and I do think that it you know what you what you're doing which is t- taking this negative experience and turning it into something positive is exactly what we preach here and exactly what glow through is about it's exactly what yeah. I feel like I did through my journey growing up and creating a business you know and in that mm-hmm. moment I'm thinking I don't want to wake up tomorrow I don't want to go to school tomorrow because of everything that I had gone through as a as a young girl getting bullied her entire life and again it's apples and oranges but it's all relative right and so for me waking up every day was a struggle but then now I look back and I'm like okay I know kind of why that happened because yeah. of this many women who were touched and because I was able to create a bracelet that says unbreakable that I could do in partnership with five foot one teacher that she could use to I mean mm-hmm. it's like incredible how when you look at the positive and you look to the helpers yeah right as mm-hmm. as Mr. Rogers once said 
Yeah, in times of tragedy, look at the people who help. Look at the helpers. Mm. Isn't that a Mr. Rogers quote? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, it's the I best. Know. Because it's true. Look at look at look at how I people come. Were... I thought it was the it was our friend from the trade show, our spiritual friend. No, she says you have to know. Mm. It's not enough to just believe. You have to, to know. know. And in, oh, that's a good segue. It's good to know that no matter what it is that you're encountering you can get through it yeah and you're a perfect example of that well when I thought of Brittany I thought like when I think of our podcast and I like sit down and I'm like okay we want to have a great season we want to bring in some incredible guests this is one of them I thought of Brittany and I'm like from things she's gone through but from who she's become right and who she continues to be yeah and going back to the classroom yeah bringing light to her she just i mean showing us the picture of the little reading nook like you have totally shifted gears in a way and you're coming to show up you're coming back and showing up for for students Mm -hmm. and people other teachers who are inspired by you and Mm -hmm. bring that same energy to their classroom Mm -hmm. so are you excited for this upcoming school year how are you feeling i know you were in a year of covid which is probably also insane um in a very different way but how are you kind of wrapping your head around going back full-time to a classroom setting you're both so sweet first of all um (laughs) yeah you know i i would like to hope and pray that this year is better than last year not as far as like the students they're wonderful just as far as you know covid it's Mm -hmm. so tough i feel like a lot of teachers, like I said, a lot of them left the profession because this is so hard. And um, teaching with a mask, with plexiglass, you have to be three feet apart, six feet apart. Like you can't do those group activities that we all know and love. And a lot of us are starting from the beginning again. So I would just hope and pray that this year is better. I needed summer to just like do nothing. But now that I am, you know, taking my things out again, setting up my room, I do have the butterflies. Like, you know, it's like my fifth year in education. And like, I do still get the butterflies, which is really exciting. And like, there are teachers who've been doing this for 20 years, like much longer than me. And they do still feel that way. And I think it, it says a lot about, about teachers and how resilient they are in general. They're just incredible. Like we hold our bladder for a long Mm -hmm. time because you can't go to the bathroom. Then we also wear masks and make our students smile. So I just think teachers are I love teachers both amazing and necessary Mm -hmm. I mean the amount the amount of the amount of times that I can like think back on and how my teacher kind of changed my life my dad was is was a principal he retired but he was a principal and like the amount of students that I well first of all all of my friends had him as their principal. Principal's <laughs> different than a teacher, but same. Yeah, I mean, education, yeah. Same world. In that world. Um, yeah. But if you have one of those good principals, <laughs> those like, those lovable principals, you never forget them. And like, I'll run into people at like the bagel shop in my town that are like, wait, was your dad Mr. Grippo? Was your dad Mr. Grippo? Like, he was my principal. Like, oh my God, I loved Mr. Grippo. Like, yeah. you don't forget no. you don't. who gave you light and love during mm. your adolescent years, during, I mean, even college, professors. Mm. You you loved some of your professors. I love some of my teachers in high school. Like, you yeah. don't forget these it's, people. They are, they they shape you. Yeah. It's almost like if your students that were with you that day, you know, they had you in a way, you know, there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really special. Like, you don't know why you were their teacher. They don't know why you were their teacher. But that through that experience like 
it's it shines a little bit more light again onto that why why were you the one in that room probably because you're the one who was needed in that room to get those kids through that moment mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like it, that it, in in that case there was some element of you know the universe making that those things come together mm-hmm. in yeah. that way um did you want to know something so happy mm-hmm. um remember when i told you when they were able to go back into my room to get personal things yeah i i told them kara's notebook i also told them the letters that i had my students write letters to their future self did you ever do that in school yes, yes. I okay those. had them do that on day one i was there I was technically like their advisor for student government. So I would be with them till senior year. And it kind of goes back to that guilt. Like I felt so unbelievably guilty, not only like leaving the school, but leaving them. Um, But I held on to those letters and I recently saw them last month and I gave them back those letters and it was the most emotional experience of my entire life. Like I cried, I hugged them. They're all like 10 feet tall. They're going to college. And honestly, for me, that is all like that I needed. It goes back to what you were just saying, like, yeah, we did some grammar and and we tried our best that year, but like you never forget the way someone makes you feel. And it's not just like what I could have done for them, but the way they made me feel like I will never forget that group of Mm. students. And I think Mm. that's like the beauty of teaching. I needed that to like almost close a chapter for me. Mm. And you have still, I mean, you're 26 years old. You have (laughs) so much life to live and you have so many more lives to impact and you're going to because you are committed to making to, 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 to giving purpose to this fucking nightmare at the end of the day. And I think that's really, really special. Um, okay, well, we won't take up any more of your time. And Ford we hope, is also screaming. Ford's screaming in, in the, the background. Distance. We hope we, we're not, we didn't make you as upset as we made Ford. Um, no, never. But we really appreciate you sharing your story. And, you know, to everyone out there listening, you know, let this be, a, a, let her be a beautiful example of, what it what it means to go through something difficult and come out on the other side and be unbreakable doing your best to be unbreakable and to share that light and message with others so Brittany where can everyone find you um and what you know how can how can they com- uh, contribute to your unbreakable foundation in, in any way um so you can find me on five foot one teacher it's all spelled out um on instagram or youtube and then the unbreakable org has an instagram um right now to support unbreakable just follow us we just actually today um by the time this comes out we are giving away five one thousand dollar scholarships to first generation college students and i like have been zooming with them today and it's telling that they won and it's like the most emotional thing so just follow us you know we we sell like crew necks and um posters it's kind of like the student government advisor me like i'm like fundraising um one day i hope you know we can be one of those websites where it's like donate now and and whatnot but we're so young and like i'm still learning so i'm all about the fundraising and giving back well girl i can get you set up with one of those little those little donation buttons because we did it with for the block pretty simple i'll make well i'll help you we'll do it okay (laughs) yay (laughs) well thank you so much again babe and uh, we look forward to you know obviously our giveaway which at this point has already happened so we hope (laughs) someone won Um, (laughs) but we will be working together again for sure like I said you're one of our biggest traffic drivers to date um, in in getting uh, the word out there and maybe we can do another uh, fundraising type of thing together so so fun. Have a great school year. Thank you, Brittany. We will Good be luck with everything. Following along. Oh, we will. Oh, my God. Mm. I literally. I'm going to become a whole teacher because of her. Right. Right. I'm about to go back to school. <laughs> Should hardest, I quit? The hardest time. No. You sure? I don't want you teaching anyone's children. I think honest. I could be a really good teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't really spell, though. Yeah. 
No, you can't read. And the math, the math element, the reading. You could be a dance coach. This is what I'm saying. I though am kind of bad at learning choreography. Drama teacher. What can you do? Be a drama teacher. If you like the Miss Darbus, you know? Yes. Yes. That's you. She can be a drama teacher. In my high school, listen to this. Our drama teacher's name was Miss Demonic. Oh, wow. You can only imagine this shit that she pulled. <laughs> Shout out to Miss Demonic. You know, she's not listening to this. She hated me. Right. Right, she, she made Mariah the salt shaker in, in Beauty and the Beast. No respect. None. <laughs> oh I thought I was going to be Belle. Anyway. <laughs> um, so Thank you guys for having me. I thank appreciate you, Brittany. It. Thanks, Britt. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye, Bye girl.